Hello, and welcome to Jetson Live. Hello, can you hear me? Um, I don't know if I can hear you. Give me a second here. It sounds like you can. Yes, yes. <laughs> hi, hi. <laughs> hi. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little new at this. Um, going live. New, yeah, I'm a little new at going live, so I wasn't sure if I could hear you or not. I could kind of hear you like really far away. Okay. <laughs> Is it better but, um, now? Yeah, it's much better now. Thank you. Okay, I think it was just um, letting me join and taking a second. So thank you everyone for joining. Um, as Jan said, mentioned, you are listening to Jets and Live, the esoteric journey hosted by myself, Myra Lean. So the purpose of this uh, podcast is to unlock ancient wisdom from within, elevate your connection to your highest self and awaken the divine within you. Today's uh show will be about ayahuasca and plant medicines what's interesting is that Jadson and i haven't spoken in depth about this um Jadson knows that i've been on ayahuasca retreats um but we're gonna explore the question of should i do this um and really asking ourselves Jadson, from her point of view, I mean, should she do it? Uh, what are her thoughts on ayahuasca? Should I do it? Even though I've done it already, would I do it again? Should you do it as well? So that's um, the question for today. So thank you again for joining us. Um, and we are welcome your comments. So please let us know where we're thinking of doing multiple episodes of this. So please let us know if you agree, disagree, or what are your thoughts on ayahuasca? All right, so why don't we start with what is ayahuasca for the people who don't know? Um, Jetson, what's uh, what's your take on what is ayahuasca? Well, um, I actually used to think it was a, I actually used to think it was a root for some reason in my head. I thought it was a root, but um, I, I have seen it. I have seen the powder of it because long, long time ago, a friend of mine, um, back when it was still like um, not prohibited in America, there was a lot of groups out there like selling ayahuasca. And she went to a place where she won um, some of the tea. Um, wow. Unfortunately, yeah, which is, yeah, <laughs> I like how you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah, at the time it was new. Um, you know, I had never heard of it when when she, when I first saw it, and this was maybe like I don't know, like 10, 15 years ago. It was it was a long time ago, um, and it just looked like a kind of like a like cacao powder, but it was more like a almost like a ash brown color, almost like a mustard in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and it was very powdery, and it was just like a big bag of it, and. When she wanted, because, you know, again, this is back, you know, 15 years ago, whatever it was, um, they wasn't, she wasn't given instructions. She was just told here, you're supposed to do this, do this, to it, and then brew it and then drink it. Right. And, uh, she was so excited and I went to go see her and we had other friends over cause we were having dinner and she was like, Oh guys, I got this uh, bag of ayahuasca. I'm not going to drink it by myself. 
um, I kind of like asked her what was it, and she was like, oh, it's like a root, some type of, you know, drink. And she kind of said a couple of things, and I wasn't really sure, but she brewed it, and it was like slush. It was like very like, um, it was not a, it was not appealing at all, because it was just slushy and like, like mud. <laughs> yes. <it's big. laughs> Sounds like, ew. <laughs> uh, and... Um, I didn't come to find out until like three days ago when a friend of mine and other friends of mine were talking about ayahuasca about three days ago that it needed to be brewed for eight hours mm. and like steep or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and we definitely did not do that. We just let it steep maybe for like, I want to say maybe an hour. Wow. Uh-huh. Because, you know, um, like I said, it had no instructions. It was like this bag with like no label on it or anything. Yeah. Um, so I was not, I did not know it wasn't a root. I did not know, uh, even right now when we spoke about it just a little while ago, um, it's actually not even considered a medicinal plant. Uh, it's considered a, um, psychoactive brew. Okay. Because it contains, uh, two of the, um, it contains two parts of the plant which is uh is a vine and you were right leaves mm -hmm. um of this uh this 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 um this plant so um it was interesting because i did not know that so now we know it's the vines and it's leaves yes and this plant is found um primarily in the amazon rainforest mm -hmm. um so that's where it is. <laughs> I I personally do not know how it's prepared. Every time I've taken it, it's been through the native tribes um, who have for generations been taught how to do it. And so mm -hmm. I have no idea about the process of uh, preparing ayahuasca <laughs> or how it potentially will ship to somebody or anything like that. Um, so every time I've taken it, um, it's been through... Um, someone offering it that that is very familiar with the yeah medicine. yeah but it does it does make you wonder because like i said um i know that when we brewed it um at the house you know my, my friend brewed it we we i think she even used i don't know if she used a coffee maker or a teapot i can't remember how she was doing it but i do remember it was very slushy yeah i mean i will say even with um you know, working with, uh, you know, the best, some of the best tribes um, in the Amazon rainforest, both on the Peruvian side and Brazilian. I mean, yeah, it doesn't taste good and it doesn't look good. So there, you know, whatever process you go through, it's still, it's, it does not taste good. It's, yeah, it's kind of thick a lot of the times. Very thick, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like <laughs> Like uh, I remember, so I remember we're all, yeah. I remember we're all trying to. I I actually I think I got as far as like a tiny little sip because I was like no I'm good, <laughs> uh, mainly because I just didn't. I, I'm very picky with food anyhow. Like I'm very picky with the yeah. textures, um, and so the look of it because it kind of looked like mud, and then the the you know the, the slushiness and like um i want to say you still felt the grain of like the stuff and to me it was i was confused because i was like did you brew it correctly is it supposed to have all this sediment in there <laughs> and, and I, 
you know? Yeah. Can I ask you, okay, obviously besides mm -hmm. feeling like this doesn't look good, it doesn't look appealing, it's not food that I want to consume for enjoyment. Besides that, did you feel, just because you've always been a highly sensitive individual, did you get like a no about taking it? Do you remember anything like that? You know, I don't know if I got a no, uh, to be honest, because this was, like I said, 15 years ago, maybe even longer than that, because um, I know, I mean, I'm now, I'm going to be 40, I'm going to be 44, okay? And I must have been maybe 29 years old, 28. Mm. You know, so it's been, a, it was so far back, it's too far back for me to know whether or not I got a note from taking it. Yeah. I just know that uh, visually and texture wise, I was just like, nope. It was a no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, my friend did take it and uh, the boyfriend that I had at the time did take it as well. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it wasn't brewed correctly. We just didn't know that it wasn't brewed correctly because because there was no instructions. You know, she was just she just kind of had the instructions from whoever it is that she wanted from that um, that gave it to her and was like, oh, do this and this and that. But you know, like you said, the times that you've had it, it has been prepared uh, in conjunction with the uh, indigenous tribe that was giving it to you, um, which is which is if I'm gonna go ahead and take ayahuasca um or anybody in the audience is going to go ahead and take ayahuasca like you want to make sure that it's not prepared by somebody who doesn't know what they're doing um which is actually one thing that that is very important to say that and you and and nowadays um you want to make sure that it's not only somebody who knows what they're doing uh but also has the uh, precautions in place in case something happens because um like I said, back in the day, there was no like, oh, this could happen or, or you know what I mean? Like there was nothing, there was, there was no label on anything. It was just like, oh, something new to take. Let's go ahead and do this, you know? And and I think she wanted like an art show. It was like an art show, like festival of some sort. That, that amazes me, like that just that people are giving this out. I mean, one, as you already mentioned, it's psychoactive. Yeah. Um, I also like I'm getting chills just thinking about that and talking about it because I'm I'm really big on like I guess to answer the question like should I take it yeah. I would only take it if you feel called like a full body like it keeps presenting itself to you in your life and you feel called you feel like it's part of your journey um, because even though it's psychoactive it's not a fun uh journey a lot of the times <laughs> so it's um i feel uh hello mara i kind of lost you there uh -oh. for a second okay so say it again what you were gonna say yeah um i think it's because maybe i got a call um okay. but yeah i i would only do it if you if like your body your spirit is telling you do this yeah um, and honestly, even though I've done it, I would still always double check myself and be like, do I need to do this again? Mm -hmm. Because it is a very strong, potent um, medicine and, and it's not easy and it's a very long journey and it also stays in your body. I mean, even though like the, the like psychoactive is, is maybe just a few hours, well, up to eight, depending on 
how long, how much you take and all that stuff and how sensitive yeah. you are and all of that. But you can feel it for days, months, you know, like it can really like affect and alter your life. And so it's something I think that should be taken with a lot of caution and care and making sure that you are, like you already mentioned, with the right people, people who maybe for generations have been prepared and called to facilitate um, the the ceremonies. Yeah, because um, when it comes to like us, you know, we're not medical professionals here. So we're just keeping our, you know, like our uh, points of view on it, right? And like you said, it needs to be somebody, like if you're gonna go and do it, you have to go to somebody who like you said, for generations, they know what they're doing. They know how to brew it. Like I was actually, I made a little um, Google search here and it says here that uh, sometimes it is brewed for, you know, in, in hot water, boiled in hot water for, like I said, eight hours or even days. So, you know, the way that we had done it was obviously incorrect because we had no clue. Um, but uh, is, you know, it has to be, um, very ceremonial. It has to be kept in a dark place. You know, it has to be done the correct way. And then the correct uh, dosage, which is another thing that um, if it's done improperly can be harmful or toxic. So yes, it's kind of scary if you think about it that, you know, 15, 20, whatever, I don't know how long it's been, 15 years, whatever it's been. Um, back in the day, they were just giving it out. Like, yeah, here's something new to do, you know? Um, and like I say, it was an art festival, so it wasn't like an illegal place. It was a place full of, you know, art festival stuff, right? And it's, and it's just another tea. Um, at the time, it was just another tea. Yeah. Uh, now it's like, no, it's not just another tea. It has, you know, it has DMT in it. And that's why it has the psychoactive situation. Um, and that's why it's not legal in America because of the DMT. But there is places you can go in America to go ahead and do it. Um, because they have, um, I don't know if it's a license or they just have, what is it, you know? Well, uh, there are places, um, certain states and, and all of that, where you can establish essentially a religion, a private uh, yeah. church mm -hmm. and through private membership with that church, uh, it becomes a private matter between two individuals. Um, yeah. so the government cannot have a say it, you know, with what two people do in their private, you know, time. So that's kind of how it is being offered. Um, even mm -hmm. then though, I would be mindful, uh, of like, where is it being re received from? Where is the medicine re being received from? Do they bring people from, uh, the tribes or are there facilitators? What kind of training do they have? All of those things but again i think more than anything like i think research is great um you know doing all of the mental like pros and cons but ultimately i would still go back to like is there like a soul spirit calling um the thought with the tribes and and the indigenous people who have worked with this for the longest time they believe that um the medicine is a spirit or a consciousness hmm. and so you're sort of connecting with with a, a spirit essentially as you're going into this. And, and so you kind of want to just be cognizant of that. And, and maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true, but it's, um, it's kind of the reason why I, I think it's always 
it, the question of should I do it or even should I continue to do it should be um, addressed because like, let's say you have a good relationship with someone that doesn't mean that relationship can last forever. Right. So you still want to continue to ask, like, do I want to keep seeing this person? Yeah. <laughs> Is this person calling me? Is this, you know, so it's kind of like a very living um, situation that I think um, would be good for, for you to continue to ask yourself, should I do it? Should I keep doing it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually, um, I think when I was in my, I want to, I, I don't know if it was before 28 or 29, or I think it was maybe after, because I think I already lived in Sarasota, Florida at the time. And uh, there was a guy who, who was very interested in dating me, but his path was all about like the experiences with different tribes. Mm -hmm. And um, he did say to me, hey, go, go with me to Brazil to go experience this thing. And at the time I was like, not really into that i think <laughs> i think i think now as i'm older i would have been like yeah let me go ahead and experience this you know with 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 the safety of somebody right um and he actually went and for a while he did not communicate and then all of a sudden he resurfaced and i said to him hey where you been and he goes in the amazon i i had a really bad trip almost died uh and then um he did mention ayahuasca mm -hmm. You know, so like you said, you know, even even with the with the right people with you, you can still have a bad situation happen. Um, it all depends on your medical history, really, and whether or not that contradicts what you're taking. Um, and here in America, they have EMTs present to make sure that you don't, you know, have any issues because, like you said, you could you could go through a lot of experiences. Now, um, a lot of places. Um, who do ayahuasca in America are now offering it for free for anyone who has PTSD. I don't know if you knew that. No. That's, yeah, that's actually something that I went ahead and I learned about uh, three days ago because the friend that went uh, is a veteran and he told me that he didn't have to pay because they offered it for free for him. Because he's a veteran? Uh, yeah, and he and he has PTSD because oh, it's wow. been helping with PTSD. So like I said, um, so you know, there's there's obviously reasons why the tribe has been taking this for a long time, which I want to kind of like uh, talk about in a little bit. But currently, in our in our in a day and time, you know, there's there's other reasons why people are taking it. You know, not only because they're trying to go ahead and be you know, kind of like um, be more tapped in and connected to spirit. That's one reason, right? Because some people are like, oh, let me see if I can see, you know, anything more than, than I can right now if I was on ayahuasca, right? Because you have that that uh, trip. Um, and there's people who are actually taking it because the, the medicinal uh, properties of DMT. And DMT has those properties, not just in, in ayahuasca, but in other substances as well. And it has been tested um, through a lot of groups uh, in, in colleges and stuff like that, even, even as far as back as the sixties and the seventies, it was yeah. tested. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, America, um, in other, in other countries, you know, they don't like it because of the fact that some people will go ahead and, uh, abuse it. So anything that you abuse becomes bad, you know, right. anything that, that, that can, people can go ahead and use and use and use. And then like, um, you know, kind of like make it into a negative instead of a positive, then it has to be controlled. Right. And yeah, um, I, 
And yeah. on that note, that's why I think emphasizing like even the continual relationship is really important. I, I met someone recently who's sort of almost doing ayahuasca like every weekend. <laughs> and I'm like, I I just don't know about that. Like as much as I believe yeah. in it, it healed my spirit and, and I feel like it's been part of my journey. Like there's, you know, you take medicine when you need medicine. You don't yeah. take medicine like every day, you know? No. My so my you, grandpa my know. grandpa actually passed away from taking um aspirin daily. So because you know, back in the day they told you an aspirin day keeps the doctor away, right? No, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. You know, it's like an apple a day. It keeps was it kind of because of the blood thinning? Like, they no, just I don't. I don't really remember the exacts of it because I, I was like twelve years old. My grandpa died, but oh. uh, and my dad, my grandpa died in like his seventies, so he was pretty old. <laughs> uh, and not to say the seventies is old. It's just when you're twelve years old and your grandpa's seventy, he's old to you. You know, mm-hmm. um, and and he was older than than my grandma by like twenty years or so, fifteen twenty years. So my grandma. Uh, was way younger than he was. And so he passed away. And the reason why he passed away was because he caused himself holes in his stomach from the aspirin that he took every single day. But like you said, there's, you know, whether it's ayahuasca or aspirin or whatever the deal is, you know, those are things that people say, oh, if you take it every day, then it's good for you. Like if they say, take a, a glass of wine every day. Right. You heard that one too, right? Yeah. 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 So, um, and like you said, it might be good for some people, but not for everybody. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's and, very and, individual and, and the, yeah. and I do want to emphasize the contra contraindications that you mentioned, like somebody who really, um, really is professional and, and knows the medicine will review with you. What have you consumed in the last few weeks? In the last few days and so if that conversation's not happening um yeah. i would also be weary because even when i went to peru which was the first time i ever did it i had already signed up with a retreat center and all of that at the airport my taxi you know petty ped taxi or whatever they're called mm-hmm. the tuk-tuk they were like oh if you want ayahuasca let us know and it's wow. like you know so, so you could even literally go to the amazon rainforest and somebody can just hand it to you oh, so really? that's an option too that doesn't mean that that's safe or proper it's yeah so it you know even in the amazon rainforest you got to be um uh, ask the right questions and and yeah. feel like you you want to feel like that person has integrity um yeah because you don't even know they're giving you the right the real stuff on top of that right you know, a lot of stuff is laced with something else if you don't get it from the from the right source. Right, right. So you can definitely get it very cheap, even even mm-hmm. when you go down there. But just um, make sure you. Um, it's just better to do it with someone who's a who's a true practitioner, healer, shaman, or or I guess depending on what you're looking for, but somebody who really has experience with the medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The 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 one thing that um. Uh, a thing about, about ayahuasca is like you were saying, it depends on how fast you metabolize it. And that depends on your enzymes, you know? So if your enzymes aren't working correctly, uh, if you're not eating correctly, you're not sleeping correctly, if you're not taking care of your health, and if you're not being honest with the practitioner that's going to go ahead and help you in the ceremony, then you are going to have issues. 
because you have to be, you know, like how many times you go donate blood and they tell you, uh, do you, do you have sex with multiple people? And you might say no, you know, <laughs> to save face. Right. Um, and then you're lying, right. So, so, you know, so you put yourself in, into that scenario, right. Of, of like, Am I really lying? You know, you, you can't lie with things like this. Like, like this type of stuff, like you really need to go ahead and make sure that when they ask you those questions, that you're a hundred, two hundred percent honest yeah. and be like, I took this, I did this, I did this. And then even even before you do the ceremony, like it like for example, you knew you were going to Peru. You know, you knew you were going there. So it's like um you could prepare. You could have been like, um, let me call around. Let me find out exactly what I need to do because I have heard, um, and you know, I don't know if this is true. So obviously, comments are important because you know I don't know if this is true, but I, I did hear about this. I heard that some people have to prepare like one or two weeks in advance before they even do ayahuasca. Yeah. So I did four weeks when I first did it. I did four weeks of preparation mm -hmm. and three days of purification. Mm. So I it was. I, I'm just going to say where I did it because um, it's actually a pretty famous place. Um, I didn't know this then uh, when I signed up or anything, but it's the Temple of the Way of Life. Okay. Um, so that's where I did it. They're very thorough um, and complete with the, their practice and preparation and everything. Um, having, and it's funny because having said everything we just said, I did no research. I like didn't do any research at all. <laughs> I literally was called. I didn't even know where this medicine came from. Um, I didn't know what it was. I, I didn't even know it was a tea. Um, I didn't know you purged during it or that that was a possible, a possibility. Yeah. I didn't know anything. I felt called. Wow. I've heard very little and I was called to go to Peru. I was called and then when I looked up, okay, um, ayahuasca retreats in Peru, it was like one of the first things that popped up. And I just, I just knew I didn't have to do more research. I, it was like, mm -hmm. this one's it. And um, so, yes, there is definitely a lot of preparation. Now, I will say, I just came from a, this. We haven't talked about this. I just mm -hmm. came from another ayahuasca retreat this weekend. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> fresh. And, it's so funny um, because, like I said, my friends were talking about it during. Yeah, we went. I went. You know, like I told you, I'm moving, so I, I go to. I'm trying to do like dinners and breakfasts and lunches with a lot of my friends right. before I leave. And uh, yeah, three days ago, that was the talk on the table. Like I, I was just eating my eggs and stuff, and they all started talking about ayahuasca. So, so like you said, sometimes like you and I, uh, or topics align. They do. So while you were probably at breakfast, I was probably in. Yeah. In, in, ayahuasca. <laughs> in, the in the middle of the ayahuasca situation so that's cool that's so funny I, the big one the calling wasn't as clear and it wasn't until the night before you know the retreat that i i said yes mm -hmm. and i felt like wait what I, I even told the person that i'm signing i was signing up with i'm like you know I haven't done the what they they call it a dieta um, diet. Oh, yeah, Spanish, diet. Uh -huh. They call it as far as your preparation before the ceremonies. I'm like I haven't mm -hmm. done the dieta. I didn't think I was gonna do it, and yeah. now I feel like it's a yes. And um, and it was and, okay. And you already had it done, and, and that's what I was doing. You already have prepped for one, so like 
were you like anxious and like worried that you hadn't prepped for this one because you no. already had so much preparation for the other one? No, but I also, which this is maybe not a, you know, a wise thing to like broadcast, but, but I, I believe a little bit more in the calling than mm -hmm. the logistical, physical preparation. So because yeah. I got the calling and because it was a yes, like, I just believe that it's more of a spirit and consciousness than, than anything else. And so if, if it called me, then, then I'm ready. And so I was a little bit concerned and I talked to the facilitators and they were like, it's about your intention. And it's, it's not like you ignored the dieta for all these weeks and just yeah. decided you're going, you just decided now it's a yes. And now it's you're like going. You, it's like you, how you say dieta instead of diet. That's how they say it. That's how they say it because it's not a diet. Yeah. I don't know. It's but, but dieta means diet. Things. But it does. It dieta means diet. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah, it's just part of the language, I think. With yeah. The, with yeah. The um, so that's, that's cool. Funny thing is, as mm -hmm. I thought back on my last, like the previous couple days, I was like, oh, you know what? I, I drink coffee usually every day. Mm -hmm. I hadn't drank coffee that day. Well, that's so good I was already sort of yeah. being guided away from, and I stopped doing the red meat and I, you know, I was okay. just like, I don't feel like eating. So it was already naturally being called towards the dieta, not really, not fully. Yeah. Of course. No, but you know what? I, I, I'm going to say this because one thing that you um, talked about before we went live was you, you went ahead and, and inquired and said, Jackson, which subject are you called on? Right. And, and you named like 10 subjects and I was like, oh, I don't know. And I said, you pick whatever and I'll, I'll just go with it. Um, but in what you're saying right now, I understand why we also pick ayahuasca. Um, in what you're saying with how you how you already have stopped the caffeine, which you shouldn't be on caffeine or alcohol uh, or anything like that when you do ayahuasca. Um, and I know that for a fact, like you said, with eating clean and not, you know, meats and things like that, you also have to be clean. But I sometimes have it where um, one of the, the spirits that I hear will say to me, Jatsen, uh, there's no meat for the next seven days, you know, or there's no this for the next seven days. So I, so I, I completely understand what you're saying, where you were already called to go ahead and stop some of those behaviors without you even knowing a hundred percent whether or not you were going to go ahead and go do the ayahuasca retreat. So that was a, you know, a spirit talking to you, uh, telling you, Hey, prepare. Cause you're going to be doing this. Yeah. And that has happened to me when I'm like, nope, not having meat or no, not having chicken um, or I'm not having coffee or whatever. Um, and I wasn't doing any uh, ceremonies per se, but I was just going into deep meditation and I needed to prepare, you know, for five days, seven days, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so I totally understand that part because it does happen. Like sometimes your, uh, your own higher self or um, whatever spirit is with you trying to guide you is trying to go ahead and give you like uh, the information that you need, even if you don't uh, necessarily hear them, you are able to get those messages downloaded and actually do the, what you're supposed to be doing, you know, rest, stay away from caffeine stay away from this, you know? Um, and I think, like you said, with ayahuasca is super important to stay off of everything so that, so that you don't get messed up on the ayahuasca because of everything that was inside your system. Right. Yeah. Um, 
So how how was the difference between the first uh, experience in Peru and then the and what was the other experience like where were you at anyhow I was um, near Austin okay outskirts of Austin so I was I was close to my house about forty five to an hour okay from my house um, and then what was the difference between one that's Peruvian and then one that was in the uh, in the states so the United States it, it was a Brazilian tribe that uh, is sort of doing a U.S. tour. Kuntanawa. Mm -hmm. uh, um, the first one was Peruvian. It was with the Shipibo mm -hmm. tribes. Uh, wow, so much, a lot, a lot different. Um, so as I mentioned, the first one, it was a lot longer. It was a twelve-day six ceremony, and it was intensive, like preparation before purification. It was like their full healing system. That's cool. And you know, you're. I'm in the rainforest. No electricity. No you know, service, yeah. Wi-Fi. And so it was, it was pure, it was really isolating. And um, at the time I was a few months out of my, well, I was going through my divorce essentially. I was like in the depths of it. And so for me, all that whole experience was about like deep shadow work, grief, um, like sort of taking out all this stuff that like, you know, pride, what I think I should be doing in life that was all based on like power and, you know, status and all this stuff. Like it was really just like a, pur a purging purification, like really like um, just totally reframing me <laughs> and cleaning out and all of that. So it was kind of the beginning of of that journey, which which then continued, and and I guess in some ways is still continuing. Um, this last one, as I mentioned, I just agreed to it the night before. Um, it was three days, three ceremonies. It was with a community that I've I've been involved with um, since June, so for months, and so it was just so different. It was a lot less about. I thought, you know, I just immediately thought, okay, we're going to, here we go again. You know, we're going to clean out my basement, you know, <laughs> like the darkness. Um, and it wasn't like that. And I think it's like maybe all the conscious work I've been doing or also like where I am and where I'm being called to, but it was really about community. I lost you again, Mara. One, I yeah. Uh, can I can hear you again. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were saying, where were you at? Yeah, it was about, for me, it was about community. It was about changing my role from like an individual to like a facilitator or like a leader or like something else. Mm -hmm. um, it was a lot more gentle for me mm -hmm. um, and it was a lot more fun. <laughs> okay. Now, yeah. do you think, uh, I, I feel like having a 12 day ceremony would be better for most people because you do want to prep you know, and I also feel like that way you have uh, care before and after. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I live in Florida currently, right? And in Florida, there, there is the place that uh, my friends went to is in Orlando and it is a religion, like you said, it's like a temple and they actually do it where you are, you stay there. You know, you kind of like sleep there, yeah. hang out there. They do everything for you there. They, they watch over you. Um, and they even have like a, 
like um, a friend of mine from this, living in Italy that I told you about that we can bring onto the show for her to tell us her experience. Um, she actually did a trade where she worked for them for a little bit and then she got the retreat for free. Yeah. So that's interesting too, you know, but um, so it's interesting how you had two different experiences, one shorter than the other one, one was more fun, one was more intensive uh, per se. Mm -hmm. um, but then like the benefit of it, um, what exactly were you there for? Because like I said, some people utilize this substance to heal from something, others utilize it to go ahead and get closer to their own spirit. Um, so what exactly were, were you there a hundred percent for you feel like, because yeah. you now now you've been called, called, called to do it twice, right? Yeah. The first one, oh, like, I don't, I know why I was called now mm -hmm. <laughs> because I had so many things that I needed to like purge and like get out of my system that I was suppressing. But at the time I thought oh, I just want to tap into like my highest, like connect with God, essentially. That's kind of what I thought. Like I want to just, you know, experience a higher consciousness um, and just kind of like level up. That's kind of what I felt. And of course it wasn't even that. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a, a common experience with ayahuasca where people come in with expectations or with intentions and where the medicine takes them is totally different. And, and I think that makes it very frustrating for a lot of people who are just, especially the people who are not, who are looking maybe just for like a high or for like mm -hmm. a, another drug experience. It takes, you know, and, and then let's say for a person like that, if they go to a three day, then they're really disappointed because they don't even have enough ceremonies to really process and deepen like where they need to go to. So there were people in that intensive retreat that were like that. But honestly, by the end of it, like eventually, because you're there for so long and you're doing that many ceremonies, it'll get you <laughs> like you'll get to where you need to get to. Yeah. Um, so that's just something to be mindful of. Like, what is your true intention? What are your expectations mm -hmm. for this second one? I guess I knew better. I was like, I'm not coming with expectations. And if we're going to the deep, dark, spots i'm ready mm -hmm. and um surprisingly it was it was kind of what i wanted the first time like i ended up feeling like i'm leveling up like i'm coming into like a new understanding of who i am and how i need to operate in life and and got really gentle guidance and like what i need to focus on um on a day-to-day -day yeah. basis and so it was you know, very like concrete and nice um as far as my spiritual growth Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it comes to, to your spiritual growth or of anybody's growth, you know, even meditation can be like that. People sometimes go ahead and meditate with an expectation yeah. and then it doesn't occur. It doesn't happen. Or they're like, oh, I just can't focus. Well, because you're you're trying to expect something, you know, you're trying to. So is whether it's a ceremony or even meditation or even prayer, you, you should go ahead and kind of like not have any expectation. Just do it. Just let it happen. And then you're gonna get the messages that you are supposed to get if you're supposed to, if you're gonna get anything. Um, another thing too that I want to go ahead and tell people, even though it has DMT in it, um, it does leave your body, so it's not gonna be. Um, they can't check it like on a drug test because your your body metabolizes it and just goes away in your um, it goes away in your urine. It just goes it goes out of your body. So a, a blood test, urine test doesn't see it. 
Um, so, so it's kind of like interesting how it's illegal, but I think it's, it's illegal in America mainly because, you know, I think has to do a little bit with money when it comes to the government. And then, like you said, the rest of it has to do with whether or not it's safe and who's, who's giving you the ceremony. But, um, for the indi indigenous tribes, um, it's been used for religious practices. Like you said, the, the healing parts of the, of the, um, of the plant helps with a lot of range of uh, health issues, you know, in, in what the Peruvian tribes and the Brazilian tribes uh, feel that it does. And then um, it's also a, a cultural preservation for them, kind of like the uh, Temescal and the Sweat Lodge. You know, a lot of those things are cultural for people. Um, and it gives you like a sense of community because you're not doing it. You not you don't do ayahuasca by yourself. You do it with a community. So um, that's another question I want to ask. On the 12 uh, day retreat, was there a lot of people in 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 the difference between that and like the one that was only three days? Was you know how many people were they involved? They both had about 20 people involved. Okay. That's good. a pretty good sized group. Overnight. Yeah, and I, I have heard of people doing a one-on-one -on -one with ayahuasca, like mm -hmm. so finding someone who will provide it to them. I don't think it's the same because mm -hmm. the medicine, it, there's a lot that happens. It's kind of like life, right? Like you have all these like synchronicities or conversations that just end up stacking up to help you make sense of what's happening. And so it's not just your, your individual journey. And that's what I like that's what became so clear to me this time that it's like oh wait this isn't just about me in isolation this is about the community i'm involved in and how do, how are my dynamics and how am i supporting others and how am i showing up and what am i like i just became a more expanded like understanding of like me in relationship to others which is like a new journey that now i feel like i'm gonna start i am stepping into um so yeah i think i think the community the tribal aspects is is very important and it's definitely part of the process for a lot of people yeah and when it comes to the universal consciousness um that is actually something that happens in every time that one of us uh experiences you know um i guess you can say kind of like a you become more tapped into spirit, more tapped into into your higher self. You are helping that universal consciousness. Yeah. And we're helping it not only like for the people who are born now, but also for the people who are going to be born after we're gone. Because yeah. all that energy accumulates. So community is very important. Um, you know, when you do ceremonies, whether it's, you know, ayahuasca, whether it's cacao, whether it's, you know, the telemascal or the sweat lodge uh, experiences, it is very important to do um, community. It's, it's super important, energetic wise. And, and even with your own friends, like when you have, like, for example, like, do you feel that your friends are kind of like changing in a way, some of them are, are more aligned with you in what your spirit wants than compared to like 20, 15 years ago. Compared to even six months ago, my friend group has completely changed. <laughs> Tell us about that a little bit because it <laughs> does yes, make you wonder, right? Absolutely, 10, 15. But I'm like, I feel like I'm on like an accelerated path. Mm -hmm. uh at least this year maybe maybe forever hopefully not but 
because <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of change happening. Um, but my friends are different for sure. I mean, of course, I still have old friends and people yeah. who I'm growing and the the relationship is changing. Like even us too, like how we interacted, you know, six months ago versus now, it's totally different. So those who are staying, it's changing dramatically. And then there are people who are just completely gone. Um, yeah. And ones have come. I definitely had that happen myself too, where the more I got into meditation and things like that, some of my, uh, even family uh, and friends, some of them just kind of like dwindled off, you know, um, and just fell off, <laughs> like completely yeah. just fell off. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, it's because, you know, you're not in alignment with their path and they're doing something else. So I'll see some of them on like, you know, vacations or like, you know, holiday, but I know that they're no longer like, you know, in my, in, in my view or my path, because my path is taking me elsewhere, you know, it's taking me to do other things. Um, and it's okay to, to, um, it's okay to know that it's okay to like reflect on that and be like, it's okay to, to have change because change is a wonderful thing to, to have. It's actually freedom. If you don't have change, you don't have freedom. If you don't have change, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, you need to have change. And uh, another thing too that I wanted to say about ayahuasca is some of the tribes also use it for decision-making and conflict resolution, mm. um, which is very interesting because like you said, one of the times that you did it was because you were coming out of a divorce or you were going through a divorce and therefore that's a decision uh, process and conflict you know, you had to come up with how to get rid of the conflict, you know, how to have the guidance and the insights, you know, uh, how to make decisions that were not only good for your spirit, but also for, for the remainder of the, whatever was left from that relationship. Yeah. Uh, especially cause you had a, a dog in common. So, um, you know, which is like kind of having a child. So, yeah. um, that's, yeah. So, so, so it's kind of like important to have that. And then, uh, you did mention, um, the spirit situations and also some tribes take it to kind of like uh, keep themselves protection and guidance against like certain spirits. Um, I don't really know enough about the Brazilian tribes, the Peruvian tribes to know exactly what spirits they, they talk to. Um, but it's interesting because like I said, it would be nice. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not pro substances, you know, I'm, I'm actually, uh, and I told you that when, before we got into the talk that I was going to have a difference of opinion. And the reason for that is because I'm not pro substances. Um, there is a lot of things, uh, energetically that do stop me from take, from taking certain substances. And then also in my path as a healer, um, I'm, I'm eventually having to quit everything, including caffeine. So, um, and the reason for that is because when I get to be to an elevated state where I need to be, which I'm not there yet, but I'm working on, um, that's one of the things that um, is going to be uh, required of me to not do any substances. But I do see, like I said, the benefit for a lot of people that do take substances sometimes to go ahead and get them to have an experience or because they need certain healing. Um, one of the ladies, like I said, a couple of days ago when I had breakfast with her, uh, she told me she had some ear issues and that's the reason why she took the ayahuasca. Yeah. And her ear issues are gone. Mm -hmm. It does. She actually, yeah. actually healed it. 
you know? So she's like pro ayahuasca. And she, she told me, you know, like you said, the trip was really bad. Uh, she was telling me like, it was really bad for them on the trip, but that she, would she do it again? Yes. If it gave her the same amount of healing, mm -hmm. you know, because to her, that was the, the, the purpose of it. It was to get the medicine for the healing. Um, you know, like I said, when people who have PTSD, um, if they're able to go ahead and take a substance that's going to go ahead and help them with that, um, by all means do it, you know, and PTSD, you don't necessarily have to take substances to get better. Like, um, I have a friend who, uh, hasn't, who, who, who adopted a dog and the dog helped them get rid of the PTSD. Yeah. You know, so, you know, to, to each their, their, their medicine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and there was a guy at the um, Peruvian retreat that had like an autoimmune mm -hmm. issue that that got better through the medicine. Um, it his symptoms were like rashes all over his body, and mm. he had tried really everything, including changing his diet drastically, everywhere from like going full vegan to like full meat only, mm -hmm. and has had just tried everything. And he was like, "This is a." really the only thing that has worked for me. So he's, he's very curious about it. Um, but yeah, so maybe to wrap up the show, um, why don't we each answer the question? Yeah, I do it. Do you want to start? Um, yes. So like I said, I'm not pro substance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, would I like to go ahead and experience this? Should I do it? I think that I will feel more comfortable that if I did do it, uh, to do it in a country where not only is illegal, but also the tribe has a lot of extensive, you know, um, traditional use of it, where I would feel safer in a community. And then obviously go with like, for example, if you were to tell me, Hey, Jetson, let's go to Peru. I already been there. I already, you know, done everything with them. I already, you know, have gone through there with them and I would go with you and let's say William or somebody else with me, I would feel more comfortable. Um, even though it's a different country because they have used it for a long time in, 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 you know, in the difference of that, of doing it in America, um, where I don't know how long they've been doing it or whether or not it's, you know, exactly, you know, for three days, I would prefer to do like a long ceremony and I would prefer to do it with somebody who's doing it for a long time before I try it. And I would like to go with people who I can trust that, that if something goes south, they're, they're my friends and they can get me out of the pickle. <laughs> Got you know, it. cautious before anything. Um, but I would, I would go with the, you know, like I said, with no intention, uh, no nothing. And I will have to go ahead and make sure that, like you said, spirit wise, I'm called to do it. Yeah. Um, and I would meditate before I decided on that because in meditation, you get a lot of answers, you know, it's like, it's like prayer. Prayer is for asking, you know, meditation is for, um, listening. Yeah. You know, so, uh, if I ask uh, in prayer, hey, can I do the ayahuasca? I'm not going to get the answer right away because I'm just putting it out into the universe to 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 give me an answer. But when you meditate and you kind of quiet down and you say, you know what, should I or should I not go into this scenario of ayahuasca and, and where should I go? That uh, might manifest, you know, it might manifest itself 
and weeks or months later that something comes up and says, oh yeah, you're supposed to go here. Um, and like I said, for me, um, it would need to be a community situation, uh, very safe uh, for me to go ahead and say yes to it. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah. so, You're never more open than I am on that. <laughs> well, I will say actually part of the reason why I didn't sign up for this three-day one, even though I knew about it for months, was because I had the same sentiment. I was like, mm -hmm. I, you know, I had such a deep, authentic experience. I don't want to do it in the U.S. Like even though they're bringing a tribe from the Amazon rainforest mm -hmm. who has practiced it and who lives there and literally like they're – like as real as it gets as well. I just had my own reservations. I'm glad I did it. Um, so I think my answer, should I do it? I would say I would do it again, but yeah. same as you, I would, if spirit calls me, mm -hmm. if I feel called, um, I am being called to change and to be more open-minded. And so I think I wouldn't, I'm not gonna put any further conditions on my yes. I'm going to say yes if spirit calls. You're like, That's yes, man. <laughs> You're like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, let me think about it. Yeah. yeah, for me, like I said, for me, um, I know in a couple of years from now when I'm more advanced in, in what I'm doing uh, spiritually and energetically, I will not be able to partake in substances because that's one thing that I will not be allowed to do. Um, so if the experience comes up me, you know, in within the next year or three years from now, uh, before the three year mark, I would definitely try it um, among friends, you know, because like I said, I would definitely take my posse with me <laughs> to make sure that I, I got people who know me and they're like, they know if I'm okay because they already know my character. Um, and I would like to see whether or not, um, because like you said, there, some people get visions, you know, and some people perch. So it does make me wonder what I would perch. Yeah. Because, um, when we were talking about the Temescal, I was purging, letting go, mm -hmm. you know? So it makes me wonder, am I still letting go or am I, did I already let go? And is there something else that I need to let go or need to work on? And, um, um, have you done, um, what is it called? Um, like singing bowls or like music therapy? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about that on the next segment. Um, because I feel like any ceremony that you partake in, there's always, uh, something that you're supposed to take from it, whether it's letting go of something or like you said, getting better at something, right. Or like transforming or getting to the next level. Um, so I kind of like, like that. So uh, for the people who are listening, make sure you do your research, make sure that you know exactly where you're going, uh, be a hundred percent before you try it and, um, do your research by calling and talking to the people who are holding the ceremony and finding out exactly what you're supposed to be doing before and after, because it's very important. And then also what they're helping you with before and after the ceremony. Um, because that's also equally important. Like if you were to get um, a boob job, you're not gonna just show up to the doctor and get a boob job. Like the doctor should tell you, hey, do this before the therapy and you're doing this after the therapy, you need a garment, whatever it is, or we're gonna provide you with a garment that you need after the, your surgery. So just treat it like a medical procedure, I feel like, and then you'll be fine. Yep, good advice. Yeah. Thank you so much and thank you all those who listen till the end for uh, 
our next episode, or at least one of the next couple, we will have an author's corner. We'll have uh, Laura Condon uh, mm -hmm. joining us and talking about her book. That is something that we will continue to do. So if you are an author and would like to get featured. Oh, we lost you again, Laura. <laughs> can you hear me or did I break up again? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So please contact us and we'll get you on a future show. Yes. Uh, if you have authorship or you have a business, a small business, uh, contact us because we like to talk to you about uh, what you got to offer for the community. And we look forward to uh, interviewing Laura. There's going to be two shows we'll tape and then we'll be a live one where you can call us and ask questions. And on this show, we're going to put the phone number for you go to ahead and, uh, and go and go ahead and call us on the next show uh, because we also have tarot readings and live meditations. You can go ahead and partake while you're we're on the phone and we can hear you live and uh, we can hear your comments and that'll be great to know more about you. Thank you so very much for listening to Jetson Live with Myra. Thank you. Bye. Bye.